So welcome back to another episode of the Fat for Weight Loss Show. Today we have Dan and Erica from Have Butter, Will Travel, and we'll get to it right after this. An important food, a healthy food, and a basic food that can be served in more than a hundred different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. In today's podcast, I'm talking to Dan and Erica from Have Butter, Will Travel. Uh, they live in Melbourne in Australia with their two rescue cats and have been together for 12 years, which is, which is amazing. Uh, they've both struggled with losing weight in the past and have tried many different options. So keto was one of the only things that worked for them and they've lost over 90 kilos between them, which is fantastic. Uh, have now been living keto for over two and a half years and they're still amazed with how long and uh, they've been able to maintain that new lifestyle. They also love to travel so maintaining the ketogenic diet whilst traveling is really important to them and so they they started a keto travel and food blog in december of 2017 and uh, so i wanted to get them on the podcast to talk all about it so i won't ruin too much of the podcast let's get straight to it so welcome back uh we have dan and erica here guys how are you going today hey aaron yeah we're really well thank you how are you uh, I'm I'm doing fantastic. This is a, an, another <laughs> podcast that um, I have with people from Australia, which is awesome. Yay! Just fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's usually people from the states or from Canada or you know uh, o- overseas, and so I'm generally either recording really early in the morning or really late at night. <laughs> and uh, so it's really nice to be able to sort of slot this in midday, which is fantastic. <laughs> really good. It's good um, for us because it's Melbourne Cup Day today. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I don't watch that. No, that's the day off. day off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, free day off. It's great. Um, yeah, thanks, Australia. <laughs> um, Sporting so, public holidays. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so I, uh, I usually start the podcast with some sort of, you know, crazy fact or something that may be a little bit out of the ordinary. But um, can you tell us about... Because uh, I've I've got a cat and her name's Gemma. Uh, can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about your cat, uh, cats, <laughs> cats. And, uh, and and what their dietary requirements are? Yes, well, we're officially crazy cat ladies, and we own it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have um, we've got two rescue cats. They're called Scout and Gem. Um, I don't know if you've read To Kill a Mockingbird, but that's um, two of the characters from there. I have and actually. Yes, we're proud to say they're. They're keto kitties, we call them, <laughs> which actually happened after we went keto because Jem, um, one of the cats, used to get these um, kind of rashes on her neck all the time and then she would scratch them and irritate them and end up at the vet's. 
um, and they sort of wanted to put her on a special diet and nothing was working and we sort of researched ourselves online and discovered that a lot of um, cats are intolerant to the grain that's in all the cat food that you buy. So Dan actually started making our own cat food for them with livers and chicken. Oh, I don't know. You know what goes in it, Dan. Yeah, so I generally put chicken necks because they need some kind of crunch so the necks have some more small bones in them. Um, some beef mints, some chicken livers, tuna, sardines, just a whole mixture of stuff. Um, and they love it. Like they would choose that over dried food or commercial food any day of the week. And Jem has just had perfect health ever since. So oh, it saved awesome. us a lot of money at the vet as well. <laughs> yeah, and they, we... were, they were talking about that she was going to need cortisone injections yes, for the rest right. of Yes, that's right. Oh, God, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So simply by changing um, your cat's diet, you've been able to not only get rid of the rash but avoid the cortisone um, injections as well. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And when you research into it, it's like, oh, yeah, cats are carnivores. Like, yeah, why do we yeah. feed them grain in their food and, like, vegetables in there? I mean, they yeah. don't, it's not a high-fat diet that they eat, but it's just, yeah, all meat. It's just protein. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. get some questions around um, if they get taurine. Um, because apparently that's a that's... big problem with if you feed your cats raw cat food. Yeah, but oh, okay. I looked into it and it it's in the foods that we're giving them. Yeah, so livers. I mean, that's what they would normally eat, I assume, in the wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you think about it like, you know, corn and grains and things probably weren't so cat friendly. Yeah. <laughs> and now they are because they're... They're packaged in these big hill science diet cat food. Yeah, blah, 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 yeah you go, exactly. Mm, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've also been thinking about that recently. Um, but, uh, you know, y- your cats aside, um, tell us how you guys got into the ketogenic diet um, because, you know, it can be different for a lot of people and a lot of people's journeys are very different. Um, but uh, I'd love to hear about um, how you guys got into it and, and maybe some of the, the stories and, um, you know, changes along the way that have, have been really interesting yeah okay um well i guess we got into it from a weight loss perspective um me this is erica like i've struggled with my weight my whole life um and dan and i had tried every diet under the sun together to try and shed some kilos sometimes we'd lose a bit of weight but it would always come back on and you know, everything's just like, eat less, move more. Um, Mm. But we were doing that stuff and it wasn't really working. And um, we kind of had a bit of a breaking point where we went on a trip to Europe and I was, I just really struggled with just getting around um, on the plane, cobblestone streets, you know, you do a lot of walking there and um, my knees and my ankles just from carrying all the extra weight really struggled and I came home and just knew I had to do something and um, we kind of dabbled with like low carbon stuff before. but and paleo. We, yeah, we probably hadn't done like a really strict keto but we got onto Diet Doctor which seems to be a lot of people's gateway into <laughs> <laughs> low carbon keto and um yeah we committed to giving it a really good go and we started losing weight and started feeling so much better and I guess from what I understand now it was amazing how quickly the inflammation in my body 
started healing and that was really what was affecting my joints more so than even carrying the weight because even before I'd lost like a substantial amount of weight, I was just not in pain anymore mm. um, just from changing the foods I was eating. So um, we've lost over 95 kilos between us now. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and we've been doing keto for over two years. Um, we've just learned so much and it's, it's just hard to think you could ever go back after, um, you know, the changes that we've seen and how much better we feel as well. And yeah. it just kind of um, grew from probably starting out more low carb at the yeah. start and then you kind of, we went down this keto rabbit hole in listening to podcasts yes. and watching. We just immersed ourselves research, in it. So mm. much research. Yeah. And when you're learning about the health benefits and everything as well, it just it's like how can you not <laughs> yep. do this? So. Yeah, that's our little story. So then um, about a year ago, we were like we had our family and friends asking what we were doing, obviously, because we'd lost all this weight and we were feeling so much better. Um, and we decided to start our blog, Have Butter Will Travel, to kind of share just how us two everyday people who have struggled and still struggle with our weight, kind of how we... Um, tackle that just in our everyday lives, what type of foods we eat and just all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's funny how um, you say that uh, you went low carb first and then sort of dabbled in the keto and were listening to podcasts and all that sort of stuff. Did you ever have any uh, contentions or any people saying, no, you shouldn't do this, this isn't going to work, fat's really bad for you, what are you doing, you're going to die of a heart attack, all this <laughs> stuff? Like, Did you ever get that at the start and, and what made you push through it? If so, um, because, yeah, it can be a, a, a big hurdle mm, for a lot of people. Yes, good question. We probably... Not kept it a secret, but we <laughs> just did it and no one really knew what we were doing for a while. Yeah. And we didn't bring it up with anyone or anything like that. We both, we're we now living away from our families. Like we started when we were living in Melbourne, so we weren't going to a lot of things or being around a lot of other people. So for about probably three months, it wasn't a thing that we really talked about. Um, and then once we lost the weight, it was kind of hard for people to the proof, tell us. The that proof was in the pudding. Yep. <laughs> once there was an obvious change in our looks, mm -hmm. people would kind of go, oh, okay, like it was a little strange, but people weren't really able to say you shouldn't be doing that because we were losing so much weight. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, um, uh, there's the I guess part of the blog as well is 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 showing that to people, and we'll get to the travel um, aspect in a second. But um, you know what you were saying before about basically restrict restricting the amount of food that you're eating and uh, moving more is generally the the typical advice yeah. you get for, from yeah. from someone who's who's like, oh well, you know, this is how you lose weight, and it's. Uh, you know, that can be a, an aspect. But um, as you were saying before, the inflammation, um, I guess a lot of changes in hormones, like you were able to get back to a, mm -hmm. a normal homeostasis. And and, yeah. and have you ever uh, dabbled in the whole time-restricted eating or fasting or anything like that as well? Yeah, yep. So we do intermittent fasting most days and we have from probably a couple of months into We went keto. to one meal a day reasonably quickly yeah. after probably about three months and we kept that up for 
quite a while, yeah. um, probably close to six months. And then wow. things kind of, we got less, um, I guess our weight had dropped. So we <laughs> were more hungry because we had less body fat to be yep. um, going onto our body Also, fat, yeah. we kind of had, I guess, really focused on it for like a 12-month solid of like just being pretty strict and that kind of thing. So it gets like we had a bit of fatigue, I guess, if that makes yep. sense. Where it's <laughs> yep. like, okay, I just want to relax and, yep. um, you know, obviously keep it all keto but not having to be so, so strict with, with tracking the, and all that and type the, of thing. Um, the intermittent fasting yeah. kind of just slowly And now we try to kind of vary up the fasting because we, from what we've learnt since then is doing one meal a day all the time is not necessarily the best option mm. to kind of mix it up a lot. So we um, we did a five-day fast recently actually, which was a massive challenge um, for me mentally. Um, but, yeah, I'm so proud of myself. I can't believe I didn't eat for five days. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to think about it on the other on the other side. You know, there's all these people saying you should be eating three meals a day, keep them two keep, snacks. Yeah, two <laughs> snacks, as much sugar as possible, and yeah, then you're like, yeah. well, now I can just probably not eat for five days and be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like I can't think of a couple of years ago. You know, I probably couldn't have gone. You know, two or three hours without eating. Mm. I would have felt like I was about to die. But yeah, we've um, kind of been implementing a new one that's out of like. Dr. Fung's fasting book that's, oh, yeah. um, so you do three 36-hour fasts a week. So basically you don't eat Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then on the other days you eat three meals. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, his So eating three really... meals, I'm oh, sorry, eating three meals is like super fun if you're used to eating only one or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, um, it's funny how, you know, that time-restricted eating and fasting can be such a huge catalyst with and like paired with the ketogenic diet because once your body yeah. starts burning fat yeah you can you know you don't need to eat at any particular time um and so yeah it's really interesting how that sort of just becomes part of a normal habit when someone does switch into the ketogenic diet but um you know you, you started with the low carb um and eventually went into keto but then what made this switch into so the whole name of your blog have butter will travel um you know, you've you've been able to keep the ketogenic diet or the low carb or you know whatever protocol you're trying to um, hit at the time, but you've also been traveling at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now it's usually a big you know pain point for a lot of people where they're so used to routine in their house, they've got yeah. all the foods that they need, and then when it comes to travel, everything just goes south. Um, yeah. And you know, so so what was the the turning point for for you guys to sort of think that um, this was going to work and also travel and and how you were going to sort of um, uh, find your place in the in the niche, I guess. Yeah, well, um, we've always loved traveling, and that's you know we're happy to save all of our pennies to go <laughs> yep. to go away traveling on holidays. It's like our probably one of our biggest you know our favorite things to do. Um, and yeah, I guess when we started doing keto, we're like, oh, what are we going to do now? Because also eating was a big part of traveling, right? Trying local foods. We always wanted to, like we would quite often do like a local food tour, you know, a walking tour around a market and that type of thing. So it was like, oh, like I was scared. How are we going to incorporate this? I don't want to lose this, you know, such an 
important and enjoyable part of my life because I'm keto and I don't want to be like resenting it mm. or I also don't want to be like it's just a full-on carb fest because I'm on holidays um, <laughs> yeah. when <laughs> when potentially we're on holidays you know for four weeks a year for, for or whatever um, so yeah we we kind of implemented I guess some strategies around how we were going to deal with that because we didn't want it to be um, just an all out or an excuse, I guess, to yeah. eat whatever you wanted. Um, so we kind of have, I don't know, how would you explain it, Dan? Like a when in Rome for philosophy yeah. in some yes. respects. Um, if you're in Rome, yes, <laughs> you may have a slice of pizza, <laughs> but one slice of pizza on one day and then yep. the other meals will be more keto yeah. the other thing i think we've done is made it kind of fun to find keto stuff yeah, while so we're traveling <laughs> yeah like yep. it's become an aspect of our travel now like we just come back from perth yeah, which isn't just... an overseas holiday <laughs> but we love finding cafes that do keto they have some awesome keto options in perth i will say <laughs> Yeah, and I, going to grocery stores and looking at the different products um, and yeah, yeah, local produce that they have that we can't get here. Yeah, so whereas before we were probably looking up what's the best, you know, donut. ice cream sandwiches and donuts and everything to eat in New York. Now we're looking at what are the best keto things, and you know that we've incorporated that in our blog, and so we we work on a, what were our favourite, you know, keto eats in this particular city. And in Perth, seriously, there was three, we found three cafes that actually had keto-specific menus. Um, we went to this cookie factory that are making all these keto cookies Who and slices. Who do regular cookies, yeah. but they also now have a low-carb keto range. And it was just, oh, wow. yeah, so fun and we, we just loved it. Yeah, feel like we're missing out. <laughs> well, I guess um, you know that's the as you said, the whole point of travel is trying to find these different things. And so, if food is your, um, you know, you travel from breakfast to lunch to dinner. Type <laughs> thing, um, Doesn't everyone do? That? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why I know about it. <laughs> um, it, it. You know, being able to find those just differences in that. And so, if you, uh, I guess, it's the wrong mindset to be thinking about oh, I can't eat all of this food anymore. It's like, here are the foods that I can eat. Let's go and find all of the best ones of that. Like if you think about trying to find the best salami or the best cheese. Yeah, or exactly. There's That's so right. many options. But I guess, yeah, if you're in Rome, then having a slice of pizza is probably uh, not going to hurt you, definitely. <laughs> um, and yeah, we've had to come at that from a mindset perspective as well because it would, for me, if I was in Rome and I didn't have any of that stuff, then I would be... Um, you know disappointed and I would probably then lash out and eat a whole pizza so it's like I have to have the mindset oh okay like I'm in Rome I'm going to have try a gelato or whatever I'm going to enjoy it but then I'm going to you know move on back to my regular keto life yeah definitely and and also being able to um, have a good overview for the day and say this is the thing that I'm going to lash out on and then it's stopping there and I think um, yes having it planned even more so for yeah. me than just like willy-nilly yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right the, yeah the conscious yeah conscious that's it, is yeah. a big part of it mm. yeah we would say that day we will have this and it's not a spur of the moment oh we've just walked past a gelato shop let's have gelato <laughs> it's 
been the mindset that we've set in place beforehand. Yeah, yeah, that's that is a it's a really um, important thing to to tackle there because that scenario can happen anywhere, regardless yeah, of traveling. Exactly. And uh, walking it, up the street from my house, oh, there's yeah, an ice cream shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or even being at at a family Christmas party, or yeah, um, yeah. you know, a family get together where you you think that okay, this there's definitely going to be things that I can't eat there. Am I going to choose to or am I not? And if you're not, yes. then sticking to that decision is is uh, cuts out all of the little micro decisions that you need to make on exactly. <laughs> what are the things that you should I do. I am so, oh yeah, the decision making for sure. If I know going in what I'm doing, it's like it's so much easier for me having the, the decision already made. I'm not thinking, oh, well, I have that, you know, Arnie. Maureen's pavlova or whatever yeah. or, or not but it's like yeah. no i know i'm not doing that if i want something i'll have a piece of cheese or yeah 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 no and uh, and so uh, you know uh, as part of all of this and and making decisions i think it's uh really important to uh, i guess address the fact that that comes with community and it comes with uh being partners and so to to do this you sort of have to have um, each other's back right and so uh, I know that I was talking to Vicky and Rami about this where they also do a, f- a little bit of travel and and they sort of decide okay uh, we're either both going to back each other up or you know we can't let just one slip does that ever happen in any scenarios and how do you sort of deal with that um, and, and then I guess as well how can someone replicate that if they're the only person doing keto in the family This episode is brought to you by the Complete Keto Diet. Have a think about this for a second. How long will it take you to reach your health goals? Is it four weeks? Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it a year? Maybe you don't need to lose weight, but you're struggling with the whole lifestyle thing that everyone keeps talking about. Who is going to be around long enough or be committed enough to you to help you achieve your health goals? That answer is me. I created the Complete Keto Diet specifically to help 10,000 people achieve their health goals over the next five years. That means I'm there for you in the beginning, through the plateaus, and the maintenance of your journey towards better health. But why 10,000 people? Well, simply put, I want to bring you the most actionable and realistic ways to get your health right using the ketogenic diet. But I also want to make sure that everyone succeeds and nobody gets left behind. Your name is very important to me. So how does it all work? Well, this is done with a ketogenic meal plan that is sent to your inbox every single week. You might have seen some of my YouTube meal plan videos on creating simple ketogenic meal plans, which are getting very close now to a million views alone. The advantage of my meal plans over others is that you are given simple recipes with simple ingredients with a great variety of food. You won't be eating the same meal every day and best of all I include substitutions for dairy free, nut free and other types of allergens. Plus all of the ratios are calculated for you. You'll be saving money with shopping lists that only include the items that you actually need. Not only does it come with weekly meal plans, but we do a weekly coaching session with everyone so that you can get your answers solved right away. You also get exclusive tools and resources, exclusive deals on all your favorite keto-friendly products that will probably save you more money than you think, plus a community of people to help you always succeed and keep you accountable every single step of the way. Sustainability is the key to long-term success with the ketogenic diet. I am not here to help you drop as much weight as possible in a three-month period. I am here for life. 
If you think this is what you've been looking for, I offer a seven-day free trial for anyone who is looking to see if it's the right fit for them. I offer steep discounts for six-month and yearly memberships that include one-on-one sessions with me as well, so you'll always have the answers. Head on over to www.completeketodiet.com and enter the code PODCAST to receive 15% off the membership. Oh, and did I mention that everything is in Australian dollars? Hurrah! Go to www.completeketodiet.com and enter the code PODCAST to start moving towards your health goals today. Mm. Um, Well, I guess I've always thought that I was super fortunate that Dan was on board with this. You know, when I said, oh, by the way, on Monday we're starting keto and <laughs> she came along. For, you know, it's always Monday, isn't it? Yeah. Monday morning doing starting yeah. things. Um, and, and, like, we're, I'm so lucky that we don't have any, you know, non-keto stuff here. So I think that you would definitely – well, I would need strategies if it was me and I lived in a house with um, – people who weren't eating that way Mm. um and i guess as far as having each other's back yeah i think i totally agree like if one of us is perhaps feeling vulnerable the other one will be like oh no it's not worth it or have this instead so it is yeah it's good to have each other in that respect you or we make the conscious decision together yeah 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 that we both will or we both kind of won't and it's like a group decision to say, yeah, this is, I think so. yeah, and you sort of have that. a bit of accountability there rather than it just being yourself in the pantry. Kind yeah. Of down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, this can also happen with keto food too. Like I, I always, oh, totally. I know that, you know, it never really ends at one spoonful of nut butter. Yeah, it can lead to the whole tub. And by the end, you've looked at the empty container and you go, what did I just do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, Do you have any tips, Dan, around people who are the only keto person? Um, Having a section where the non-keto food is kept. I guess the snacky type stuff. Yeah, I mean the pasta and stuff, I don't think you would be enticed by that. But like stuff that you could just go to the pantry, open up and eat like a block of chocolate, I would recommend keeping it separate from the other food like have it in a box or have it in somewhere where it's not kind of looking at you all the time Mm. and that's a part of the pantry that you don't go to Mm, mm, yeah that's that is a good tip because uh as i was sort of mentioning before like those little micro decisions that you have to make every single time you open the cupboard or open the fridge and you stare at the you know block of chocolate or whatever it is if you just put that somewhere else and you don't have to think about it then it never Mm -hmm. really enters your mind um, yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. But, you know, what, out of all of this, traveling and, and having a community that you can sort of, um, you know, have each other's back, there's also a, uh, you know, we're, we're like, I guess, Australian people and so we know Australia pretty well. And so in the reverse traveling, if anyone was to come to Australia and they did want to stick to the ketogenic diet, what are some of the options that you would um, first point people to? Because I know that you guys have, have got a, a lot of uh, really good tips on how to not only travel elsewhere with the ketogenic <laughs> diet, but also, you know, do that in Australia here too. And so um, for someone looking to travel here to Australia, what would be some of the big uh, things that you might point them to? Oh, that's a good question. I know that um, 
I've had we've had someone that I'm friends with on Facebook come out recently, and they really struggled around coffee because they um, couldn't get cream at most cafes. Um, you know, like a long black with cream or something. I don't know if that's the case in Brisbane, but certainly around here, it, it would be unusual to for a cafe to have cream um, to have with your coffee. Um, so I usually go down the almond milk. If you're not a black coffee person, are you a black coffee person, Aaron? Uh, I am, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's easy for you. If you're not, then I think like the almond milk's probably the way to go. That's That's probably a big difference because we don't have, you know, a lot of Starbucks with, you know, those giant cups full of heavy whipping cream um, as easily available. And I guess, like, I'm pretty impressed with Australia's cafe scene. Like, you can get an awesome breakfast out here and it's very easy to make it keto-friendly by just asking for no toast, yeah. adding in an extra side of something perhaps. But I think the quality of food we have here, we're very lucky I don't we, know, do have... we yeah we definitely have really good quality food i think having traveled in the states um you can get a really good fresh breakfast that isn't as easy to find in some places in the states i don't think mm. um mm. you can go to really most cafes and get bacon and eggs and spinach and avocado and it works perfectly for keto. Mm. Um, and even eating um, dinner is pretty easy yeah, at most places. Yeah, if you're at a places. pub, you can always get a steak and salad. Mm. Um, I mean, the quality of produce even in our supermarkets, I think, is pretty awesome as far as, like, cheeses and meats to have picnics and that type of thing. Gosh, I don't know. what. <laughs> Do you have any? <laughs> well, you know, uh, like, so I, I uh, at the end of last year, so, oh, gosh, a year ago, um, I traveled through Eastern Europe on my bike. And the mm. one thing, like, we'd always be riding along and, and we'd sort of go, oh, you know, if you could have one thing here, uh, what would it be? And, you know, it may have been breakfast or it may have been lunch or whatever that was. And, and most times for me, it was like, I just really wish I could have an Eggs Benedict. It was just yes. something that was really strange that we have everywhere in Australia that really? just doesn't exist anywhere not, else. Wow, how funny. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, just take that for granted. I know, yeah. And so it's just, you know, all of this really awesome eggs and, you know, creamy sauce. And, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, anyone that I think is traveling, and I know that this, uh, here in Brisbane, we live pretty close to Byron Bay and there's a lot of travelers who, um, you know, come from all around the place and their first point of call is not necessarily eating out. It's always either going to a supermarket and trying to mm -hmm. find some foods there. And so, um, if uh, like for me, I would probably have a, a few choices, but I'm interested to hear what you would say. Um, if you were to go into somewhere like Coles or Woolworths or Aldi or something, and you were trying to find something for lunch or trying to put a picnic together, and this can definitely be global as well, because um, you know, you if if you're traveling elsewhere and you don't necessarily want to go to a restaurant, you just want to have maybe a cheap meal and you want to put a few things together. What would be something that you could walk into the shops and uh, buy? and sort of take that and share that with, you know, you and your partner or maybe it's just you or um, that is still keto-friendly or at least low-carb. And Cheese, definitely. Cheese, yeah. <laughs> cheese is easy. You can buy them slight. Like if you don't even have um, a kitchen or anything, you can buy cheese slices. 
Um, you can buy a whole range of deli meats, salami, ham. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, one of our favorite cheeses we like to have is Busan on a picnic. So we Ooh. would get um, some Busan. So it's like a it herb and garlic cream cheese. Yeah, it's delicious. And then we would get like a slice of ham, some of that, roll it up. Delicious. <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> olives. Um, yeah, olives. Yeah, what else do we like? Want? Veggies, you know, cucumber, like mini cucumbers, vegetable sticks, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, we were just in Coles this morning and they had this really cool kind of grazing platter. It didn't yeah. have crackers on it. There was only probably a lot of like carrots. Like a to-go one and it yeah. had tzatziki and just like a whole heap of cut up vegetables and stuff in it. So that's a good option. Oh, and we even good. found some really cool... They had parmesan crackers I haven't seen before with sesame seeds. Oh, um, no way. And in the fancy deli kind of cracker section. (laughs) It wouldn't be your cheap option. No, no, no. But they're really good. And even now at Woolies in Australia, you can get some really awesome seed crackers that are super low carb and they would be perfect for a picnic. So it's amazing even just in the two years that we've been doing this, how many more products are available now. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. I always remember, like, because I I grew up being gluten free, and so when when I first started oh, okay. gluten free, it was just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Everything was really really bad, and so it, you know that sort of evolved over time. And I think we're probably going to see the same thing in the low carb industry. Even though yeah. Atkins has been around for a long time, I feel like Atkins is really um, uh, it's it's just low carb, but they can just jam a whole bunch of other stuff in it without yeah. really like thinking about it too <laughs> much. <right>. Whereas, yeah. <laughs> The whole food routes is definitely the way to go. Um, and so I wanted to ask as well, what other countries have you traveled um, and, and really enjoyed traveling using, um, you know, the ketogenic diet or low-carb diet that uh, that hasn't really been such a big issue? And I guess, you know, what are the countries that you've traveled and some of the food that you've really enjoyed mm-hmm. there? Well, fun, the first place that we went after we um, started doing keto was Hong Kong. Um, let, that was probably the most challenging place that we've been to be honest um the favorite place we um went to was marks and spencer (laughs) which is like an english supermarket (laughs) because it had (laughs) we could get cheese Uh, and salami like and they had like kind of stuff egg salad you know like egg and mayo and chicken and mayo and all that kind of stuff so we kind of got did like a few like picnic breakfast and lunch type options and you could get like awesome barbecue meats so that was probably the best option like roast porks roast duck and all that sort of thing but yeah that was probably the most challenging place that we've done as far as like you know just dumplings noodles rice being the absolute staples um where we've probably only been to the u.s a few times otherwise mainly done america since then yeah um we were in new york what was that in july and we found some awesome things like there's this place in Chelsea Market called Lost Tacos Number no. One, which is like famous in the keto sphere because they do like a cheese shell taco. Oh, yeah, so you yeah. can watch them make it. They kind of just pile all the cheese up on their like hot griddle thing and um, then they fill it up with just like meats and avocado and salsa. And it's soft. And it's so delicious. The cheese <laughs> taco is soft. So when we make ours, it sets hard like the Crunchy. El Paso ones, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But... 
This one is it like a chewy, soft, like a tortilla. Almost, it was amazing. It? Yeah. Wow. Um, is it because it's <laughs> relatively warm still, or is it just the type of cheese? Yeah, they use? I think it might be the type of cheese. It's like a softer cheese. I feel I'm like not it sure. was a combo of cheeses that they used. Right. I've right. been trying to replicate it. <laughs> she has. Dan's been at the barbecue with lots of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't Haven't work nailed that one mind. down yeah. yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once oh. I get it, I'll be on a winner. <laughs> yep. But we just find, we, I mean, a big part that we enjoy about travelling is the researching before we go about what we're going to do. So now we just also research where we can get awesome keto. And there was so there were so many options in New York, I don't think we could even get to, to eating them all. <laughs> we didn't have enough meals. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's part of the problem, isn't it? You, you're there for four days, so you've got 16 meals and how many yeah. places can you get? <laughs> exactly. yeah. Well, no, And we 12. went to Hawaii as well, and that was um, kind of really good as well. Like yeah. Like Bowl. Yes. Yeah. And they, that. there's that cool place... Um, this little coffee place that's in like a tiny little shack on the North Shore, the sun, what's it called, Sunrise Shack. Um, and they do all these amazing bulletproof drinks with, you mushroom, know, Alexia. yeah, racy mushrooms yeah. and all of this. Sort of, it's really cool. Wow. And they were delicious too. <laughs> oh, that's, that's always a bonus. I think part of the problem sometimes is that you're looking for these different types of foods and you're eating it and it's like, who cares? It's keto. Don't, don't worry about the taste. And yeah, exactly. Like, and, and, but then you're like, I, I, maybe I'm going about this the wrong way. And so, <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to hit you up before. Uh, at the end of this year, I'm going to Japan and I'm also going to oh, New Zealand. Cool. And so Japan may be interesting, <laughs> but I know yeah. New Zealand's going to be awesome. Yeah, Japan would be... Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sashimi. Yeah. Sashimi yeah. you can eat there. <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to put together a list and send it to you. I'm like, this is the places you can eat in Japan. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but so, so um, you know, uh, towards the end of the podcast, I really enjoy trying to uh, – I guess it's a rapid fire question round. I don't. This is Ooh, a. This do is. We need pu- buzzers. Or? Ooh, oh, <laughs> damn. Yes. Actually, we can just get. <laughs> we are not good. Um, and so, so the the first question: um, What is what is your ke- favorite keto food? Now, now we'll probably have two answers for all of these questions, and I'm yeah. more than happy with that. That is going to be okay. delicious. I'm already hungry by talking about food in this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite meal at home meal is chicken wings and jalapeno poppers. Ooh, we yeah. went through a stage where we were having that once a week. Way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> What's for but dinner tonight? So... Guess what? <laughs> I was going to say so easy. It's always so easy for me because Erica does the cooking. But, um, <laughs> it's pretty quick and simple. And it can't feels, go wrong with chicken wings. It honestly it feels like, like, yeah, a take, you know, like a real takeaway kind of treat, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and especially um, the, the jalapeno poppers, like they're, they're something that you probably don't normally eat unless you have them once a week. <laughs> but in Australia, it's like not something <laughs> no. that you really get that often. No, so being no. able to do that at home is kind of cool. Yeah. For me, I'm all about the cheese in any way shape or form but it's definitely the cheese shell tacos that we've already talked about um so we like to make our own and dan makes like pulled pork in the smoker um so some of that in the cheese shell taco with a bit of avocado i'm done damn (laughs) 
the, the, the cheese shell taco is always much harder to make than you think. And so do you have like any tips for anyone out there who is thinking about starting uh, a cheese shell taco for themselves? <laughs> what are some of the good tips to uh, sort of think okay. about when you do yeah. that? Um, well, I like to, I know a lot of people use grated cheese. I like to use sliced cheese. Ooh. That way I know exactly how much I'm eating to start with yeah. without having to weigh it out. Um, and I do it in the microwave. Um, and it, like, I just you do, do it for it. about two yeah, minutes. Yeah, not I mean. even. I can't remember. Honestly, I haven't made them for ages, have I? Gosh, I have to have them this weekend. Um, yeah, I just do them in the microwave until it's bubbly right to the middle, but not, I don't like it to be brown because to me, sometimes it goes a bit bitter. Mm. Um, and then take it out and then, like, put it between, like, I just drop the circle of cheese between two, like, cans. So then you get ah. the shape and just leave it there to set. Between two and cans. And it sets really quickly. Yeah, like a can on either side and like oh, yeah. drop it down so you get the taco. Like oh, two see. tin tomatoes, yeah, you would just yeah. sit it in between yeah. like. <laughs> I was thinking just tomatoes. one can and it just comes out like half a can shape. So you can. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that could also work, but I, I don't could. know. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And, and I guess so in contrast to this question, uh, are there any foods that you're not a big fan of that are either keto friendly or, you know, anything else as well? Um, well, as much as I love butter and to the fact it's even, you know, in our blog name, have butter will travel. I don't really like butter in my coffee. Oh, um, yeah. I might get, I might get kicked out of the keto community now for saying <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm more of a cream in my coffee kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, for me, it's probably the cauliflower substitute for absolutely everything. Mm. I don't mind cauliflower. But you get a bit over the cauliflower rice, the cauliflower mash. Cauliflower pizza base. Yeah. Cauliflower peanut butter cups. Have you seen that on that's that, that, <laughs> no. that, 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 like a meme going oh, around. Like, you know, can someone so make this nice. out of cauliflower for me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, I think Dr. Barry has been putting a few of those on his Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can someone make this out of cauliflower for yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would totally agree. You know, um, do you have any other substitutes that are just better than cauliflower that you'd use instead of cauliflower rice or cauliflower things? I actually would prefer just spinach with. So if we were having something like, like butter a chicken stew or, or yeah. um, butter chicken or something like that, I think it's nicer with just some spinach on the side, or even just throw a, a couple of handfuls of spinach into the butter into chicken. The we, sauce, butter chicken yeah. is something we would do. So, somewhat regularly as well mm. and just a couple of handfuls of spinach works really well to kind of add some veg yeah yeah that's a good but, idea yeah very little flavor like the cauliflower still has flavor to me mm. yeah especially if you um you know if you put it in the food processor and you do up like half a cauliflower and then you put <laughs> half of that in the fridge for tomorrow and you pull it out and you go that Spins. just smells funny <laughs> yeah. should i be eating this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you are doing cauliflower stuff make it fresh or yes. yeah don't don't make it's that also like a way that you can eat more cauliflower than what you would normally eat right yeah that's like if you rice it I feel like versus just a couple of florets or something. Yeah, yeah. that's I true. I hadn't really thought about that. You can probably <laughs> jam pack some cauliflower. Yeah. <laughs> but we were just at the supermarket and we actually saw they had cauliflower rice like in the fresh, you know, the fresh fruit and veg section that you could just pick up to take. Mm. They had frozen cauliflower rice 
And then in the actual rice section, they had like a shelf-stable cauliflower rice. So it's it's taken over. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be made of cauliflower rice. (laughs) Uh, There there is something as well that they they do do in those sections. I think it's spiralized zucchini noodles as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I prefer that. I would take like zoodles over cauliflower rice. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. (laughs) We also found when we were on the Gold Coast, Aaron, um, one of the Italian restaurants is doing Zoodles as yes, um, it's a, a chain. Substitute. Oh wow, really? What's it called Vapiano. Vapiano. Oh, I think Vapianos. it's a chain. Yeah, it's a yeah. There's one in Melbourne as well. We have to go there and check it out. But you can have any of their pasta sauces with zoodles instead of spaghetti. So oh, that's cool. that's fantastic. I I have been to Vapiano's before. Oh really? So that okay. that is a, so what? They're a German company, and so Vapiano's oh. was like this German thing that came to Australia probably about five years ago, maybe. And it was a big concept because the idea is that they cook the food in front of you but the whole oh. concept is just pointless to me because you have to stand in line for 45 minutes to like, <laughs> right. and you're just watching, bring it to my table yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I just I would just rather sit down if that's okay <laughs> but um, yeah no Vafiano's is great and and they always have like fresh herbs on the table and stuff that you can add to oh, it so okay. that's, that's a cool. good option yeah good pickup <laughs> yeah so so for anyone uh, we we uh, well, you guys came up and said hi to me at the low carb down under conference that just went, past, <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was fantastic. And uh, I guess this is how we're on the podcast, which is fantastic. Um, so yeah, I mean, making friends in the community is always good, especially if you live in Australia. Um, yes. Uh, and so the next question. Um, do you have any particular type of exercise that you think is beneficial? Uh, you know, for, for a lot of people, they may uh, enjoy going to the gym or they may enjoy, you know, whatever that is. Uh, is it, do you have that something that you find really works? I've been going to CrossFit. Oh, yeah. Um, I took that up uh, about 18 months ago. Um, I would never have set foot in a CrossFit gym at my starting point. I still won't set foot in a CrossFit gym. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always been a competitive person. I played soccer as a kid and um, always been into team sports and things. And um, once the weight kind of piled on, I stepped away from that. And I find CrossFit is a really good in-between. Like it's competitive, but it's also a community, which I really like. Mm. Um, and I really enjoy the workouts there. Um, I can't do more than half of the things everything's scaled but i still really really enjoy the challenge yeah yeah and you see your improvements against yourself right yeah that is a and crossfit um one thing that comes up a lot with crossfit is the community aspect of it uh and and i think it is one particular sport that does have a good community that surrounds it and it's one of those things that i know rachel from killing it keto was talking about uh she did a study on crossfit and keto and she was saying that there is a big community that does surround CrossFit. So CrossFit does get a, a, a bad rep from some people, mostly because they do some pretty intense lifts over like strenuous um, load. <laughs> and uh, but, I think it depends on the gym that you go. Exactly, like, yeah. Which kind of gym you're going to. Um, the Yours isn't super serious. The two yeah. different gyms that I've been to are much more around community than lifting really, really heavy mm. and going crazy and, or com- a, and being competitive your proper form and everything yeah, yeah that's good yeah. yeah yeah that's really really awesome i'm not a big exercise fan <laughs> um <laughs> i like I, I go for walks or i do like a little um you know 20 minute hit 
video on YouTube or something like that. That's more my speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess um, th- this this may be a, a better question to ask. Is there any exercise that you're not a fan of? Uh, maybe some people this is running. Some, sometimes running. this is, <laughs> is running. When running comes up in CrossFit, I like want to hide under the... Um, <laughs> I can always tell when there was running because Dan comes home, her face is bright red. <laughs> she looks like she's like, there was running. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but running is just one of those things that, you know, maybe it's just really not for most people. And so <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll figure that one out. But um, the, uh, the next question I ask is, uh, you know, sometimes a little bit controversial, but you, you may have a good answer for this one. Do you, do you take any supplements to, um, uh, I guess, help with electrolytes or anything else outside of prescription medication? Mm. Um, that is, uh, you've been doing some research on that you've been finding that's helping or uh, is there anything yeah. like that that you found? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, we do and we probably did even before we were ta- um, on keto, but we take magnesium, um, we take an omega-3 supplement. Yeah. Um, what else do we take, Dan? Oh, we take um, ashwagandha, which is like a... <laughs> It's like good for your mood and that type I of thing. Take one <laughs> just takes whatever I. <laughs> yeah. um, and we we have only recently started. Probably we did a, a month of carnivore, yeah. and then we did the five day fast. And it's probably the first time that we've noticed that we really needed to be supplementing with electrolytes more so than just like taking magnesium mm. and salting our food. It was really interesting on the carnivore in particular how much that. Um, I was surprised how much that affected our, like we'd really noticed our electrolytes, um, like we were struggling with it then. Mm. So we do take an electrolyte supplement. And if we're fasting, we take electrolytes then as well. Yeah, that's, uh, I um, I was watching a video recently and I can't remember who it was by, maybe it was by Thomas DeLau, but he was saying that by adding uh, cream of tartar to drinks helps spike mm-hmm. the potassium. Um, right. And so potassium is always something that I struggle with uh, to, yes. to try and find because we don't have zip fears and like buying electrolyte yes. supplements is, is kind of expensive. Yeah. So for anyone who's looking for that hack to, to right. you know. Cream of tartar. Yeah, there cream of tartar. And I'm not exactly sure. The other sure. thing that was interesting, Aaron, at the low carb down under was Dr. Finney said light salt is half potassium and half Yeah, have you sodium. tried that? I have, yes. Now, yeah. I have some questions about diet salt and I, I, was, okay. I was a little bit uh, scared to ask at the time <laughs> <laughs> because it is well, Dr. So Finney. And, uh, and I, yeah, I know. I didn't want to like contradict In a room saying. full of medical professionals. Exactly, Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> But it does have aluminium in it. Now oh, okay. it is it's called hmm. anti caking agent four five five, which is which is an aluminium substrate i right. i'm not exactly sure so so uh, i i did a video with diet salt a, a little while ago and someone mentioned that uh it's got aluminium in it and i researched it and i was like oh damn it does so i i oh, don't no. i don't know um if it is a if that is going to be a problem but aluminium is definitely a heavy metal and it's not good to yes. ingest um, no, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that okay. one. But oh, you should have asked that question, Aaron. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he would have just gone like, nah, next question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask him when he was talking about carnivore and potassium, mm. whether you would get enough of 
um, the potassium if you ate organ meats and bone marrow and stuff. But again, I was too scared. Like you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not yeah, being shut down by Stephen Finney in front of a room full of people. <laughs> yeah. That was his main concern with the carnival, that there's yeah. no way of getting potassium in. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, it was also, so um, I don't know whether you listened to the podcast with um, Joe Rogan with Dr. Rhonda Patrick. And she was no. talking about the carnivore diet and how there is a lot of mag- uh, a lot of mineral deficiencies that comes from that. Um, but right. uh, you know, uh, so so Joe Rogan has also had um, uh, Doctor. Um, oh my God, what's his name? The carnivore Sean Baker. Sean Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, the carnivore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's also had him on there. So it's it's interesting for anyone who's interested in the carnivore diet to go mm. and listen to both sides. Yeah, because. For sure. um, there is a there is a big thing around that at the moment in the community, and it's good to be informed. Yeah. Um, yes, I don't know definitely. enough about it to have an opinion on it. No, no. <laughs> um, but I'm sure you guys probably have more of an opinion on it now that you've actually done it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think it's something you would – it would be difficult to maintain long-term. I think it would diff- socially, yeah. Yeah. socially it would be. If you wanted to have a life, it would be. Yeah. In my opinion. And, and the whole point of a diet is to turn it into a lifestyle. And so if you're exactly, going against that, that's then, right. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, and so do you have any books or videos that uh, have recently inspired you or something that you may give as a gift to someone or maybe something to Ooh. give someone if they were interested in the ketogenic diet? It doesn't have to be keto related, but I, oh, I like right, reading okay. books and, you know, getting that sort of information from people. So Yeah. <laughs> Not keto related, but we recently did a bit of a road trip and we listened to a book on audible uh, actually i don't think it's a book i think it's only on audible but it's called kick ass um by mel robbins oh yeah yeah yeah. and i don't know if you know her she's like a motivational type person i guess but this is actually kind of i think well, how many people were on it nine separate people and she's sort of counseling them through their particular issues and it's just interesting how you could relate to certain behaviors Uh. in yourself with every one of these stories i mean Uh. some of these people had been through horrific things Mm. and you're just like oh my gosh my life is so easy in comparison um you could still see yes you could still be like oh wow i do that like that's how i would react in that circumstance and you're kind of learning about your own you know behaviors and for me that's really important around my behaviors with food because that's a big sort of you know struggle for me Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a. I, I've I've seen that series come up on Audible um, a, a fair few times, and and you know if you're an Audible subscriber, you get a, a credit each month, and so yes. it's always this yeah. really big like tension. Big on, decision. Yeah, what are we going to spend it on? And I end up just spending it on one, and then buying four others, and then I'm <laughs> <laughs> not listening to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I used to go through a book a week. It was crazy. Audible's so good. Um, yeah but. yeah no but i i would highly recommend that and my sister actually came down to visit us afterwards and i was telling her about it and she was driving a long way home and um she listened to the whole thing she's like oh my god that was the best thing ever oh, that's so, awesome. yeah, yeah cool. I'm, just I'm you just learn that. a lot about yourself yeah that's that's i like things like that <laughs> mm-hmm. um and uh i can't remember the last question no uh, so the the last question is generally uh you know sort of around the um, the area of expertise of the guests. And so for you guys, it's it's traveling and, and, and keto. And I guess um, the question I would like to ask is if someone was 
uh, just a beginner and they are starting out doing the ketogenic diet and they know that they're going to be traveling with their family in the next two to three months um, and they still want to be able to stick to the ketogenic diet when they go there what is uh, maybe the top three tips for that person um, to be able to not only uh, stick to the ketogenic diet but also be able to tell other people what they're doing as well okay cool good question so um i think my first tip would just be around being prepared for the holiday so if it was me i guess it depends what type of holiday it is but i would take some things with me that i know would help me um i guess cope with situations so i don't know if you're like a bulletproof coffee drinker um then i would take some of my you know like MCT oil or whatever I like to put in my coffee, I would take that with me. If I was going on a car trip, I might even take like my little ninja bullet or something. And then I know, you know, I've got that with me. I can have that in the morning and I'm good to go. Um, I would take snacks with me for sure, like my keto-friendly snacks. So definitely around being prepared, thinking about those sorts of things. Like if we're going to an Airbnb quite often we'll make sure that it's got you know like a full-size fridge and you know perhaps if we want to cook eggs or something like that and I might research where there's a supermarket nearby um, we kind of like to just be prepared check all of that stuff out before we go and I think that helps if you know you've got that like if I know I've got an emergency snack with me even if I, I like I might never eat it but it's just like I'm my mind's at ease that I'm not going to get somewhere and there's nothing I can eat I guess mm. yeah, no they're good tips <laughs> Um, my other tip would be don't sweat the small stuff when you're on holidays. Mm. So if you're going somewhere and you wanted to order stir-fried chicken and cashews or something, look, the sauce might have a little bit of sugar in it, but you just run with it. Mm. Like, Be prepared to make the best option, but sometimes don't. Don't go down worry. the rabbit hole. Yeah, that you may be make yourself more more stressed out about yeah, it. Don't sweat the small stuff. Would be my next tip, I guess. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. No, they're 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 really fantastic tips, and I guess like not sweating the small stuff is is really important because um, part of the reason why people struggle so much to get started with the ketogenic diet is that they sweat the small stuff and, and yes. there's so much information oh, out there and it's so you know they come in with it thinking it's so restrictive and you yep. can't have all of these things and it's like yeah that's the same situation if you're on holidays and you're like oh i can't eat that i can't you're not yep. enjoying it whereas if you just pick whatever the best option is off that menu and yeah i mean most places eating out you can you can find something you might just need to tweak it and honestly we've never really had anybody um you know like object to us saying oh can you just leave that off or could you put that on the side or whatever and it may be more difficult if you were traveling traveling in non-english speaking um countries mm. to ask for things to be substituted yeah so just leave it yes yeah get it yeah just don't eat it <laughs> if that's well, if, if you can, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I guess, yeah, I prefer not to have, I mean, yeah, obviously in that situation, yes, but I guess what you were saying earlier about the micro decisions, like if I can order my meal without the chips on, 
chips on the plate, then I don't need to decide every mouthful whether I'm having a chip or not. Right. They're just not there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't lead, lead to the end of the meal where you're like, oops, I just ate all the Oh, chips. where did those chips go? Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're really good tips. They're really good tips. And, um, you know, for anyone who is looking at doing some traveling with the ketogenic diet, if you've just come back from travel uh, and you want to learn how to do it better next time, then maybe some of those tips are going to really help you. Um, and so... Uh, have butter will travel can you uh tell us a little about what you're doing um what what uh, maybe some of the challenges are that you're you're doing over the next uh, few weeks and then um some of the places where people can get in contact with you yeah um okay well just i guess leading on from the travel section we do have some really kind of thorough articles on our blog um about being, if you're on a going on a cruise, if you're going on like a long haul plane, road trip, um, so there's articles for each of those specific things. So if you are doing that sort of travel, I guess um, you know we're coming into summer in Australia, so a lot of people would be going on holiday. So those might be useful to people um, who are just getting started with keto. Um, as far as what's coming up, we have a back to basics challenge happening in January. Um, so we're going to have that's we're going to probably do that on our Facebook community. We're going to be doing Dan and I will be doing kind of daily live videos just about our experiences, which is what we've done before when we did a month of carnivore. <laughs> but the, yeah, just be back to, after I guess Christmas. Every well, I know that we'll probably be indulging in some you know keto treats and um, more food than we would generally eat. So it'd be nice in January just to get back to basics, cut out the sweeteners. Back and, to a whole foods. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Back to bacon and eggs and whatnot. So that's what's happening with us in January. That sounds awesome. Uh, so back to basics, uh, all of the links will be in the show notes for this as well. So if you're not sure on where to find all of the links for this, I'll definitely add those into the show notes. So whether you're on uh, an iPhone or an Android or whatever type of phone you've got, you should be able to find the show notes in there and just be able to click on that link. Um, and also cool. talking about links, where can people find you and get in contact with you if they want to know more about these different types of travel or maybe watch some YouTube videos? or you know have a have a scroll through the many delicious photos on instagram <laughs> where can people do yeah that? so we're on instagram facebook pinterest youtube all of have butter will travel is our name across all of those and our blog is have butter will travel.com awesome well Thank you so much for, you know, stopping by and being on the podcast. Um, you know, getting all the, these really juicy travel tips are, are so good, especially <laughs> coming in and out of holiday seasons. And, you know, yeah. for, for a lot of people, this can be, a, you know, everyday sort of thing as well. If you're traveling every day and you still need to um, be on the ketogenic diet, whether that's for health reasons or whether that's for, um, you know, any type of reasons outside of that as well. Uh, and, and uh, you know, for anyone who's listening, as well um, i'm sure you're really thankful um, for both dan and erica for being on the podcast and and i just wanted to say uh, thanks and i'm and i'm sure we'll be talking to you soon yeah thank you so much aaron it's been fun thanks aaron thank you so much for listening if you loved this podcast make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives if you could do one small act of kindness for today i would greatly appreciate a review from you it's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you 
head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.